Life can be so challenging. Where can you go to get divine clarification, help, and advice? Well, may I introduce Natasha Venter, medium, coach, and direct connection to your guides and angels. Through her podcast, Life Clarifications, Natasha will help you navigate through and create your life's destiny. My name is Kevin McDonald, co-host of this podcast, and I've seen her work and know that through her incredible talent, you can be changed forever. So let's start another episode of Life Clarifications with Natasha. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald. Over there, that one, that one up there, the one that's waving, that's Natasha Venter. She's a psychic medium and a life coach, and she's here with us all hour long. This is well, this is actually her show, uh, <laughs> and so I suppose I should uh, let me shut up here real quick. And Natasha, take it away. And I love, Kevin, how you just kind of, you know, you've been a radio host for so many years. And that's why I was so grateful when you wanted to become partnership with me, because there's parts of you that just know how to navigate and keep things going. And just you're the inspiration behind a lot of the the timings that we get into and those little questions that come to you that just bring us a little deeper into what we need to talk about. And I cannot say how grateful there's no words for how grateful I am with uh, for our partnership. So thank you. And and I welcome everyone to our show. And I'm hoping this is my intention. And this is the one thing that I've really had the experience of re-evaluating. And, you know, life stories, life trauma dramas kind of make us go through the re's. The reevaluations, the redoings. And even if we think we already have it, like for me, I thought I had my integrity. I thought I had my love. I thought I had my intentions. But yet at the same time, though, when you go through the re's, like the the Mercury and retrograde, which, which Mercury and retrograde, which planets going through retrograde always make us do the re's, the reevaluations, the re knowings, the redoings, that we kind of go through some navigations of this. And you know, mine was, do I have the integrity that I talk about? And do I walk it? Do I have the love that I talk about? And did I walk it with my intention of doing the right thing? Every email that I sent, every conversation I had, was my intention in the right place? And that's why I'm grateful that I have Susan on today is because she has also had to do a lot of that work. And she has been a a client of mine for over 10 years now and and she was on before and talked about hypnosis how it helped her and you know those uh, who who watch life between lives knows i'm on with regan forston who's a, a hypnotherapist and i know hypnotherapy does great work and that's the thing that that i have learned through doing a lot of my work is that a lot of my meditations do this a lot of the same work and yet at the same time though you know sue has her story and her navigation with those kinds of things and and i just i felt the calling to have her on again because i know that someone you know people can hear about my stories about how i've been doing my work and yet at the same time though it's always nice to have somebody who also I know Sue has had her big trials and tribulations just through even starting off with childhood, like she said last time on air about her mother having mental illness. And then 
you know, and then having some other scenarios go on and, and I won't, I won't say them for her. Those are her story. And, and yet at the same time, you know, we are here now we're doing the work we're doing now. And yet sometimes our stories go through the re's again, the re coming up, the re knowings of things. And like we were talking a little bit before we came on about some of the things that Sue was dealing with. And if Sue, if you'd like to kind of communicate a little bit what you were navigating with so that, cause I think there's a lot of people that are getting tapped into this energy. And I know for me, I was, you know, like I've had some dreams that, and I had somebody who talked to me about how she had a dream of her teeth falling out, which is about not being able to communicate not being able to navigate, you know, not being able to be our true selves because, you know, things keep falling out. You know, we want things to fall out of our mouth, the words, but they can't come out because we can't say what we want to say, you know, type of thing. And Kevin, you were going to say something? I, I've had that dream. That is the most god-awful dream in the world. <laughs> it, is. it is horrible. <laughs> it is. And I know that I helped my, my coworker go through it and give the explanation, but she said it was hard to shake. You know, and I've had dreams like that that were hard to shake. I, what was mine the other day? Uh, it was actually this morning. Uh, I can't remember now because I had to talk myself through it and, and navigate through it that, you know, we have these dreams that are our subconscious going through this emotions and stuff. So go ahead, Sue. I, 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 I prompted you in and then I started talking. Kevin started no. talking. Talk about no. being live. No, that's <laughs> fine. Um, no, last week I did some healing work and had a very big release that was very deep and tuned into a past life. and. With that release, I didn't realize how deep and intense it was because about maybe three, four days after that, my body starts going through the shifts and changes. And um, the way my body is now with Kundalini energy in it, um, very active, when I have these changes, they're pretty intense. So I may not sleep very well at night or I may sleep a full night, but when I wake up, I feel like I've only slept for about an hour. Um, and usually later in the day, if I can manage it, I try to catch a nap and it might be a half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, for some reason this time it was almost two and a half hours mm -hmm. and very, a lot of the body is needing a lot of sleep right now. So, and sometimes with all of that, the the brain gets a little foggy and fuzzy um, until after a good nap. And then it's like, I feel like I'm back. Um, and I've worked with you on this sort of helping to clear out the fuzzy and the foggy and sort of just clarify my energy and my brain and everything. Um, and that's been wonderful doing some um, guided meditations with you on that. Well, I'm grateful for that. And I know that I'm not the, oh, you know, I'm one piece of the puzzle. And yet at the same time, though, it's one of those things that I can understand that. And that's the thing that people I don't realize that when we're going through something emotionally, spiritually, physically, a lot of times our bodies want to just shut down and process what we've gone through and many of us keep just triggering trudging along and then we forget and those are those times that we start getting sick and we start getting those other things and so thank you sue for doing that and i'm going to remind you again that when you're going through those scenarios of fogginess that you're you keep and i mean this with love 
going back to the Kundalini um, story. Okay. And I know this is not a session and I mean this with all the love of my, but we've done this work where dragon, <laughs> as soon as you start talking, started talking to me again. And I work with different energies and, and dragon is one of them. And dragon is tell is reminding me to tell you, remember to blow your fire. Oh, okay. Get that rumble in your belly again. And one of the meditations we've done, we kind of did that practice, right? Mm -hmm. And and remembering to bring in dragon. Because and, and I want to have people realize that dragon is, you know, a metaphorical, um, you know, can be in stories and stuff like that. But those of us that work with dragon, and they are a real energy being. I actually have one that sits at my my communion of round table where all my team sits, and an elder is what his name is, and and he comes in in a lot of my sessions because of the fact that dragon now is realigning the earth um, ley lines. Hmm. And those ley lines are what is waking up. And that's why so many people are feeling so dis disorientated. And that's one reason why COVID came. Not the only reason, but one of the reasons is so that we, we as people, the two-leggers can kind of get into our homes so that the earth can do its healing so it can reshift what it needed to do. Mother Earth needed to do a lot of inner work, kind of like how, you know, Sue, you were talking about laying down and taking a nap to integrate. Well, Mother Earth kind of had to do that. And she can't always do that when we're walking around, driving around. And so with that, that she needed to go in, well, Dragon was one that needed to come in to do its work and and help with the ley lines if people are noticing that that it's almost like the parallels are changing again um due north is not due north anymore <laughs> and hmm. so with that that we're realigning what we're doing and dragon is one of those things that when i am feeling i've never been one to be grounded I work with Hawk. I got wings from here to there. You know, it's like I, I'm a winged being. You know, I'm not meant to put my feet on this earth. But as soon as I say dragon, I'm in my body again. So quick question for you, if you don't mind. So when, like right now, I'm literally feeling vibration in my chest mm -hmm. and the top part of my body. So that's dragon energy that I'm feeling? It's It's getting to be. You're starting to integrate that into your body. Oh, okay. Cool. So what I want you to do is now bring focus that energy more back into your gut. Almost like treat it like it's on an elevator, maybe, and mm -hmm. have it come down into your gut. And then have it come and sit in, in the pelvis area. The first chakra. And then if you can, let that energy seep down into your knees and legs. That's interesting. I haven't tried to intentionally move it around. Usually it just sort of seems like it has a mind of its own. So this mm -hmm. is really awesome to focus like that. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is that, and it's not necessarily that anybody is wrong not remembering, you know, what something was told in a session or doing the work because we are who, what we are. 
uh, and we were very reactionary people, you know. And so with that, that when we get into something, there was um, there's a state of of going back to what we know, which I know, Sue, you've been working with this Kundalini energy for a very long time. But having a session, and this is the thing that I have an understanding of, and I think this is why I'm able to move forward so easily in life, is because I have a spot where I say, I'm not going to go, I'm done with that. And then I move on. I don't know why. It's just my planetary makeup. It's just who I am. It's just, maybe it's me because I, I'm just so aware of my soul walk, you know, that my soul is part of that walk that I remember Dragon telling you, you're done with Kundalini energy. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for Dragon energy. Right, I remember that. And so with that, that's that, you know, yes, you're a, the Kundalini energy is a piece of you, it's part of your network, but it's not the network. Hmm. It, it, you know, it's that now making it less, like in the session, sometimes we have energies that come forward so we can't see what other work we need to do. And, and with your kundalini energy, it's time to have it sit to the side so it can be part of your teamwork instead of being the thing. Hmm. Okay. Because you're still going through the rewiring energetically and you're going through the, the rewiring of the mind. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that... Um, and that you've done you've had when you were a kid and and some of the drama traumas that you had afterwards that rewired your brain to be damaged and i'm i'm using that word with care mm -hmm. um it's kind of like somebody um like a football player who who gets slammed against you know on the ground you know there's a damage a, a rewiring, a, a refocus that happens when we have drama. And it's not damage in a negative way. It's damage in a way that, you know, sometimes it's like my ankle. You know, when I fell off the stool, it could have been damaged. Yes, it was it had a damage, but it was almost like a rewiring, a rebuilding process. It had to go through the destruction process to get to the pro the restruction process. And so now mm -hmm. you're going through the restruction process. Yep. And that's that rewiring of of the old fears, the old old story and rewiring it to the new story. Yes. And so with that the that it, it is about taking what we label things. Like for me when I'm working with students, I try not to label them with a scenario of like ADHD or dyslexia or, or, you know, whatever it is, it's like, oh, your brain's having a Whoa, moment. How can we work through that moment? You know, and so it's just taking the, the labels off so that we can navigate it back into our whole part of us so that we can move forward into what the whole thing is. You went through a major um, thing and now your body is, is more sensitive because it's uh, in the healing process. Yes. If I can give some language to you. Thank you. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Yep. You know, and, and that's where um, sometimes we, we need to put the, the reason for things to happen to just what is happening. 
oh, I'm tired. Yeah, I went through a major healing process. And it's and taking the labels off things. And I know a lot of us, and I know, Sue, you're wonderful with this, that um, you, you're, uh, our brains are very, um, sometimes, there's different types of brains. And one is, you know, like the guys that can be like the engineers. And I'm sorry for not having the language. And and Sue, your wonderful brain is one that works that way. You know, it's that logical, you know, need to figure it out brain. And Lin linear, yeah. Linear brain. And and so, you know, I can see why. But I, I, this was part of that reminding you of that. What kind of story do you want to create now? Because you're, you're jumping. You're ready to jump. You're ready to jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I want you to jump with grace and ease, my love. <laughs> Thank you. Sue, yeah. I have a quick question for you. When you when you said that you had a release, um, what what exactly is that? And, and maybe Natasha can speak to that. What is the process and what is that all about, the release? Well, I can tell you my interpretation, um, my experience of it. Um, for me, a lot of times I will connect intuitively to something that's either maybe an emotional something or a physical something. And last week I was connecting into um, shoulder pain and working with someone who was very intuitive as well. And she was able to, using her intuition, connect to that emotion and follow the thread of the emotion until it opened up to um basically a scene from my life and it was actually a scene from another lifetime I had. And in that lifetime, I, as another person had an experience that was very traumatic and the emotion of that trauma was not healed during that lifetime or apparently after I passed from that lifetime and it stayed with my, maybe my soul energy and what we were able to do is look at the scenario, which in this case, um, I saw that, and, and I can kind of tune in and see as somebody helps me, I can pick up the thread. Uh, but I was a nurse and it was around World War II. I felt like I was on a ship and I had a patient in front of me who had had his arm blown off and he was bleeding and I was trying to stop the bleeding and I wasn't able to. And I believe that I felt a lot of guilt from losing this soldier or sailor, actually, I think it was, but losing them and wasn't able to process the, the feelings. And it just kind of stuck with my soul. And mm -hmm. so when I'm able to connect back to that, like I sort of put myself in the shoes of that person. And then when I'm able to have a shift of perception, I can let go of the emotions. And for me, I usually... I uh, like have, I'll, I will emote, I will cry to let it go. And once that emotional release happens, that's when I say release, it's an emotional release. It is let go from me, from her, from everything, um, which changes things. So <laughs> that's how I see it. Natasha, what do you think? Well, I think that, you know, when we go through something and, you know, this is where believing in past lives has helped me. And I know that it's helped Sue a lot that when we do have this understanding of uh, things that aches and pains, kind of like for me, that I had a hard time swallowing things. 
Well, I've been poisoned and and hung so many times in my past lives that I was kind of careful that it was going down my throat. And I actually ended up having a car accident when I was younger that it my my middle vertebrae in my back of my neck kind of reapplied that story in this lifetime of having problems with with you know <coughs> different parts of my neck and and energies and stuff like that 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 we do have these things that happen to us that when we're ready to release them, they can be released. But it's just that application of knowing, knowing is this this year's, is this this lifetime story or is this a past lifetime story? And, you know, we can, we can release those. And, and, that's the thing about releasing a lot of us don't allow that to happen and i know that that two um weeks ago something happened to me that was um that was very oh what you want to call it well it was impactful in the moment you know if i would have had another half an hour before i came on the show you probably would have seen a different natasha but you guys saw me right when something happened and if you notice i processed through it work through it and sue do, is doing a lot of the same thing that she's allowing her body to go through it and not everybody can do this you know because we're at work we have kids we have this or that going on but but it's wise to let our bodies navigate through these things that are coming forward to work through them i see so so basically it's um you're looking at, at I've got light coming in, and that's why my face looks like. <laughs> well, I, I, I suddenly I look like I'm um, psychedelic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm in the process of, uh, of vaporizing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so let me let me move that back and back in. There. I got this one little square. I thought that one little square wouldn't bother me, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, but. But I, I guess the, the question then would be, when you go through this, this process that you go through to clear up the energy then and, and you have this release, is it a release of energy that we're talking about? Is it a release of emotion? What is, is it, what, what is it exactly? It, it could be a combination of all, all of that bag. Emotions, memories, uh, uh, muscle memory, uh, uh, spiritual energy, um, mental mind, um, physical mind. Uh, it's just, it's just interesting to see where it comes from. And, and there's many times where, like, I love it that Sue can cry, because sometimes when we cry. There's many times where I just say, whatever's along for the ride, come through, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I just have a good ball. Like two weeks ago, I know that I was letting go of a whole lot more than just that experience that was happening, you know, because it was like, okay, the door's open. Let's, <laughs> let's just, and, and the, the thing is though, I have noticed that the more that we try not to label what it is, the more that it just moves through and the more can move through. When we are human and we try to say, oh, that's my mental mind trying to, oh, that's my inner child trying. Well, sometimes it's nice to say, oh, my inner child was a little hurt. Okay, now let's try to move the whole body, emotions, physically, spiritually, and, and everything through to move forward. 
And I like what Veronica said, you know, since Dragon, I'm doing better. I feel a change, but do I need more help with this? Re rewiring? I'm feeling different in a good way. So when we're getting rewired, now this is a metaphorical conversation and a real conversation. I, these two women, wonderful women have been partner, clients of mine, so they kind of know my language. Uh, so rewiring, when I'm talking about rewiring, I am talking about the, the body, mind, spirit, being able to reapply what it's knowing is. So it's that breaking apart. It's kind of like when uh, you take your car to the mechanic and you needed to get a new, um, a new, uh, uh, you know, something new for your wiring, you know, like your deferential or, or I know what the word is, but um my work my words aren't here you know that uh that when we when we do those things when we take apart something break it down break it apart energetically mentally physically and then we go through the rewiring process which is that reapplying what we know now what we're what our bodies are doing and when we can do that, kind of like when I went through a um, going to the chiropractor, you know, my body is trying to say, I'm done with that old story. Now I need a new one. And and as we go through that, letting the chiropractor kind of get the physical body aligned again, then the, the muscle tissue, the memory muscle tissue can realign to what it needs to be so our greater self a lot of us have gone from the 3d world of you know getting up going to work doing this getting dinner going to bed 3d world to ooh, there's a little bit more out there than i know Ooh, spider is not just spider anymore it's a living being oh you know it's like is there really aliens you know, it's like all these different things that are happening to them and they're or they're they're, you know, getting spirits on their on their um, video cameras, you know, that there, there's these things that are happening. Well, when we get a new awareness, our brains have to reapply some of those those neurons and neurons and whatever you want to call ons, you know, to to move through to get to where that understanding can be put somewhere in our logic and when we're doing that sometimes we do need to sleep sometimes we need to be gentle with ourselves sometimes we need to understand that our brain is going to be foggy sometimes our um our thinking isn't necessarily a b c d anymore it's e c d f you know it's like it's not in order and and that's okay. We have to be gentle with ourselves. So with that, just know that, you know, Veronica, as you're going through this, be patient with yourself because the new normal isn't going to be a straight line. And we have to be willing to navigate through what is in front of us so that we can get to the greater good. Uh oh, there I go again. Uh, so <laughs> I know I'm kind of in the same boat too. <laughs> Um, so is there a pathway that you know you're going through this piece? Is there a pathway to get back on track, to get back to where you choose to be and moving forward? 
or can it turn into an everlasting circle? I have an understanding it's a new normal. So that new normal is going to have a total different look or it can have pieces of the old look. Uh, I know that Sue, you can really talk about this because you're not the same person and I'm not even the same person that I was once before. Mm -hmm. This new understanding of myself, when my mom passed, I went through a rewiring process. The, I wouldn't call it the Kundalini energy, but it was where it's like my whole life flipped upside down and I was in it upside down for a while too until I got upright. Mm. But my new upright, I was a total different person mm. with pieces of my old self. So Sue, you want to talk about this a little bit? Well, um, in answer to your, Kev your question, Kevin, for me, it feels like cycles and it's evolving. I've, I'm trying to think of a picture that I've seen that represented pretty well. And I've seen like this upward spiral where it's um, opening up and it's kind of like you may go through similar things and revisit things, but you're constantly being changed, 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 changed. And I know for me, like the way um, my vision in the world is just opening, 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 opening. And there are some times when literally I'll wake up one morning and I will see the world differently, just markedly going, oh, wow, like my, my vision is broader, it's deeper, understanding of things is just opened up, and uh, that is a real trip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool, and that's when I, when I reach that sort of point of clarity, for me, that's when a lot of big rewiring has kind of calmed down or it's, it's done its thing, and it's like, oh, okay, it's settled out, so that's pretty cool. So at what point do you consider that it, uh, let me put it another way, is there any point that you consider that it's that it's kind of done and you're now rewired and you're all set and now you're going to move forward? Is that, uh, um, does that ever happen or is that, is it just a continual process? I don't know. As I say, f I think it varies in levels of intensity. And Natasha, I'd love to have you weigh in on this. Um, for my process, I'm still in a pretty intense part of the process, but it is easing up and feels like it's getting a little easier. Um, and I would love to have days where I finally feel like things are kind of leveled off. You know, they're not needing to change so much. Um, I use the word normal, but that's just my word that means like I feel like I'm myself, even though it's a new myself. Um, when I get to that point of, um, I, I see it as like having a clarity of thought in mind. And my brain just left me. So take it away, Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, Sue, that a lot of your life, was dealing with a lot of um, mental trauma drama, especially through your childhood, teenage years. That those when we are when our brain is really growing and structuring. Okay, 
And, and that's, that's just a medical, medical non-term, but you know, our brains are growing so much when we're young to our teenagehood. And then our brains kind of start saying, okay, I can kind of grow new brain cells, but I'm done growing and changing. You know, it's kind of getting into that fourth gear if you're a driving stick, but yet, and so for you, you're probably going through more of a mental mind shift of rewiring than maybe I did where I didn't have so much men. I had, you know, I was bullied. I was, I had my own thing, but I didn't have a, a, a really sick parents. And I, you know, I didn't have a lot of the drama trauma that you did. And so with that, that I had more of an emotional walk to navigate through because of being bullied and, and no friends and, and only child. And then, you know, getting married very young and, and then having drug problems and then married with an alcoholic, you know, it's like I had a lot of that structure that I had to redo. But I would say to answer Kevin's scenario, it's almost like when we get a new phone. Okay. And when we get the real big awakening, the big uh, spiritual waking, it's like getting an upgrade from like you had the flip phone and you went to a, um, uh, you know, an iPhone, maybe 20, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, it's like, it's beyond what you know. Mm -hmm. I, and you just got to be patient with the learning process. Okay. And then you finally get it down. And oh, by the way, we want to upgrade and up to uh, do an update. And then your phone totally changes. Like my phone went through where it's like even the apps look different. You know, it's like, okay, here we go. And so you go through a time where you're you're you have to learn those apps and 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 oh, that's how you turn on uh, turn up the volume now <laughs> instead of doing it the way you used to. You know, and and you do that. But then the updates kind of get a little bit easier, and they're just little like maybe security updates or they're they're just a, a little bit of a fine tuning or you, you may have to update maybe the facebook app but yet it's not necessarily all your apps need to you know it, it's it's that kind of thing so uh, the updating of the phones is kind of the same way that i would call an update of our spirituality our our finding out about ourselves that calling in our inner self that um because that's what spiritual awakening it's not about helping the world. It's about the self. You know, that spiritual awakening, it's not about how are we connected with a higher power. It's about how are we connected with ourselves because ourselves are the spark of light. And when our spark of light is cleaner and, and more, uh, more brighter, then we're helping those around us. And with that, that whenever we get that more awareness of ourselves, i.e. like my husband becoming sober after drinking all those years, you know, he has to go from a flip phone to an iPhone 20, you know, and, and it's a process where we have to be gentle with ourselves and the ones around us, it's, if they have any grace and then, and this is the time for them to have grace for us because we're not gonna be ourselves. We're not gonna be able to think clearly. We're not be able to manage what we're doing. And, and different people are gonna have this experience because sometimes you know, somebody may have like a grief moment. And this is where grief, oh, the, the wonderful thing that comes out of grief is, is that we find out more about ourselves. That it's a really a clean, 
it's a car wash. You get scrubbed and, and polished and 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 tucked and turned and 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 scrubbed and and processed and beaten and and blow dried and everything like that. <laughs> but when you get through with it, there's a little bit of a oh, I know a little bit more about my emotions now. Oh, I know a little bit more what I have that um, I'm willing to put up with now. Ooh, I used to be a caretaker for everyone. Now I need to be a caretaker for myself. You know, it's like there's the there's a big shift that happens after grief a lot of times for I've noticed for people. And and if you're willing to walk with that, that awakening is something that is kind of like going from a flip phone to a, a, an iPhone, you know, whatever. You know, it, it, it's just it's not it's sometimes an easy process but being gentle with ourselves and understanding we're going through it makes it easier yeah absolutely and that's one of the beauties of um just going through like you say walking the walk of grief and having grace for yourself is i've literally been able to address an old unconscious belief that i held that was telling me that i wasn't doing my best you know, I know you like to use the word better because best has this sort of um, stopping point to it. It's like a, you know, it's finite. Um, and I really think that people have that belief of wired into them of, you know, oh, I have to do my best or I'm not doing my best or whatever. And anyway, that was unwired out of me. And part of it had to do with the relationship to time, not being um, linear, except for through the human mind lens. If you look at time as not linear in any individual moment in time, you are doing your best. And so that's my truth these days, which thankfully has allowed me to walk with some more grace for myself because otherwise I would be judging myself all over the place and just being more miserable and that doesn't help anything or anybody. No, nope, that's that's not helpful in the least if you're judging yourself because no. you're a lousy judging yourself. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't that a truth? I mean, who is this, the worst critic of ourselves is the one that doesn't look in the mirror. You know, it's like there's so many of us that look in the mirror and it's like, yeah, is my bangs doing right? Is my makeup on right? But do we really look in the mirror and say, who? Yeah, mm -hmm, that's me. <laughs> and and we are very self-judging and with a really big two by four. Uh, and it hurts because it's got nails on it sometimes, you know. So it's like we need to be a little more calmer and gentler with ourselves because we're just going through the process of figuring life out. And sometimes we weren't taught very well. And and we need and it's just that learning process of knowing, oh, I wasn't taught very well, but now life is trying to teach me a little different. And and like for me, you know, the last especially the last two weeks and I've done this my whole life, basically. But yet, you know, I can only speak of the last couple of weeks that, you know, it's like every time something happened outside of me, I tried to look in inside of me, too. What do I need to do different? Where do I need to go? It's kind of like when my husband got sober, I had to get sober in a way because I was used to living with a drunk. I had to learn how to live with somebody sober, which meant that, you know, when he was passed out at seven o'clock and I had free run of the house, TV, whatever I wanted to do, I didn't have that time anymore. So I had to learn to deal with someone during my time where I used to have quiet. Well, not quiet, but 
you know, just a different flow. And, and so with that, that I had to do some healing work. So whatever happens in our lives, there's always a healing process to do. And the more we can look at ourselves and go, hmm, yep, I'm going through it. Okay, here I go. I'm going to try to do the better that I can. You know, and that's why I love the saying, I'm perfectly imperfect, you know, going through life. And the better that I can do, that's called learning. Because at this minute in time, I know this. Tomorrow I'll have no other knowledge that I can do. And I'll be able to navigate it a little bit better. Yep, I can see how uh, judgment stops us in our tracks. I mean, it just completely puts the brakes on and doesn't allow like forward movement doesn't allow progress, doesn't allow evolution. It just stops you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, being able to let go of that is really amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. That, that, that is really good. Cause I'm trying, I'm sitting here trying to think about, about judging and, and stuff and where that comes from. And, and then Natasha, you're going to have to help me here. Cause I don't, other than a fantasy that we make up, I don't know where it comes from. Where does it come from? The Judgment came from way back when we were before time in caveman time. We judged the other tribe for not being us. We have had judgment in our human DNA since we became the human. I don't know why we choose to judge. That is a part of the evolution that we are growing, I'm hoping, out of as we become more enlightened beings. Uh, but it's going to be, not everybody's going to choose to do it. And it's sad for me. I, As soon as I look at somebody, I go, yep, I had a past life doing that. How can I judge that? <laughs> you know, it's like... Uh, how, how, you know, and, but I understand also too, that judgment is part of the healing process. Hmm. You know, when we go through a healing process of grief of like our country is going through the healing, our world basically is going through the healing process of, of what past ailments we did to one another. And judgment is part of the anger is part of that healing process. And, and so we have to kind of, I, I don't want to say honor or respect, but kind of give that moment of, of this, this time that we go through of judgment, a little bit of grace to say, yep, this happened. Okay. I'm sorry for what's happened. And, that, and now let's kind of, we move on a little bit more so that we can get less judgment about where things have been. And, you know, we've all had a story that we could have done better. You know, in our generations in the past, you know, this is where I'm going to try to give grace a little bit is, is that at that time, that's all they knew. You know, and they couldn't do really better because they didn't have the understanding what better was sometimes. Because if, if someone grew up in a situation and they ended up having the same mindsets because society was so you know, pigeon-toed, you did what your parents did. There wasn't a lot of grace that we have now. You know, if, if your father was a farmer, you were a farmer. You know, that's just the story, you know, and, and, you know, now we have choices. And I think this is the first time in our whole 
lifetimes that we've had this much choice, you know, that we can have somebody who's homeless and then be a millionaire. You know, before, if you were a homeless person, you had to stay a homeless person because the millionaires wouldn't let you in their club. Now, if you know, it's like, it's amazing the choices and the road we can have. Before, our road was very small. You know, you did what your parents did, and and sometimes they didn't do well. <laughs> they didn't speaking, do well. Speaking of which, girls, I have to drop off for a few minutes. I got something I got to take care of. So continue on. You're doing what you're doing. You're doing great, and I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> oh, you took us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh -huh. Just got Just figured I'd get you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. You know, it's just one of those things that, that, you know, I, and Sue, I know that you have your perspective on this and that's the wonderful gift of hum being human. We all have different perspectives. <laughs> oh yeah. And boy, has mine changed in the last several years. I'm like, if I talk to somebody that I grew up with right now, they would be so surprised and would not recognize me in so many ways. Um, just, yeah, a lot of, a lot of different perspective and a lot of change and beautifully a lot of new, um, understanding and compassion, which is really fabulous. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I'm just, glad. Cause that's what we oh, need yeah. to have for ourselves. Yeah. And, um, I say the, the whole, like, like you're talking about just working with ourselves, um, I watched a video one time that was just really eye-opening. It wasn't news to me, but the way it was put across was news, talking about how we perceive the world the way we perceive it. And sometimes we think that everybody else sees it the same way we do. And we think that they have the same values and judgments and beliefs and thoughts. And then when they don't react the way we would we get really confused or we might get upset or whatever. And as my perceptions of everything have been changing so dramatically, especially in the last four years, I <laughs> having conversations with like my family members can be a little weird because stuff, <laughs> stuff where I would previously would be like, oh yeah, get in this like righteous anger mode or whatever it is. Now there's like no reaction because I can kind of see things from this point of view. I can see things from this point of view. I can see things from my point of view and I can see things from other points of view pretty much all at the same time. It's just kind of boom, 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 boom and go, oh yeah, okay. And they're like, why are you not getting upset about this? <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I do get upset about things from time to time, but more and more, it's just not really there anymore. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, the things that I tend to get more upset about are, are things that it's not necessarily the, the ABC rules of, of the 3d world. It's more about the things that do wrong against humanity. Mm-hmm or the world or um, like somebody calling me or, or doing something against someone else 
that's that you know someone that's out of integrity trying to call somebody with integrity wrong you know those mm -hmm. those types of things are the things that i'm really that i struggle with and but yet i know that you know there's a lot of things going on in this world that i do care deeply about but if i put my foot into it i would be so drained that i couldn't i couldn't do what i'm called to do which is do the, the individual work that I'm doing. Right. You know, like if I cared about people, um, about the homeless and the mistreated world, Syria just, uh, it just, <laughs> that, but if I go there, then the teacher that is, that's in my my classroom or in the school that I'm working in, if I'm more worried about Syria than the teacher that's really having a hard time, who's touching students that day, I can help that person, which is going to help those students. Mm -hmm. And so with that, that I have to kind of, you know, put a little bit of a boundary on certain places and certain things because you can't care about everything. Well, yeah, I was going to say you can't act on everything. I mean, I, I, for me, what I'll do is I'll send up a prayer to something that I can't physically do anything about. I'll like extend some energy toward it. But like you said, there's, you can't take, you can't like act on every single thing. And that's where I think each one of us, and I don't know how much of this has to do with like soul uh, planning or pre-life planning, but I think each one of us sort of comes in with this impulse of this is where where I'm going to help or this is where I'm going to do and this is where I'm not really going to be able to do but I can send my love and thoughts kind of thing you know what I mean and I think that that's necessarily I know that we have a theme when we come in and like for me mine was teacher and with that I in the humanness and my soul work for this lifetime, I really had to check in and see, was I gonna be fragmented or was I gonna be more whole this lifetime? Was I gonna be more caring about the things around me or was I gonna try to focus more in this work so that I can do this work? And when we have that process, then we can find, we can kind of look back and see the dot to dots. Oh, that kind of draw, drew me in a little bit closer. This drew me. Every time I start getting drawn away from what I'm truly supposed to do, that's when I start getting into trouble. That's when I start losing my brain concepts. That's when I start um, not following through as well. But when I focus back in on my truer story, that's when I can kind of get more streamlined into caring about those things that I'm supposed to care about or do the work I'm supposed to do. Then I have more patience to do my newsletters or, you know, those kinds of things because I have more of that individual time for um, mentally instead of being distracted with all these other things that, that, you know, it's outside of me. The only work I can do really is inside of me to help with that work doing what's in, around me. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I noticed with you, Sue, that you're getting more, you know, you've been having to navigate with your home life so much. And now your home life is going to be starting to shift. And now you're going to notice that that boundary, where's that boundary going to go now? Because you're not going to have to have the boundary with what's going on just at your home. You're going to have to have more of a boundary with what's going on outside of you. And how can you negotiate that? 
you know, it, it's just, it's just the evolution of life, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because just because of the state I'm in right now, when I start thinking too far in the future, <laughs> I start getting going, oh, and then I have to remind myself, okay, I'm still in process. I'm still in process. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then just go, okay, just think of today. Just handle today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's all actually, you got. Yes. <laughs> today. Sorry to butt in. No, no, no. Actually, you said exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, that's that's the number one mantra. It's like when um, when the mind and everything starts going, oh, I can't do this, uh, whatever. Just go, okay, right here, right now, in this single moment, everything is fine. I am fine. <laughs> everything is fine. And it's just like repeat, repeat, repeat. Yep. And that's one thing I love about mantras. It's like grab onto that mantra to get you through the moment, <laughs> you know, and, and that everything is fine. You know, like I've gotten, you know, my two mantras that I've gotten so quickly to say to myself is I'm asking for healing on this. And what is this here to teach me? And, and, you know, those are my two that I go to, to just kind of get me focused back into this, this. You know, what is happening here in this moment? Yeah. And actually that's, that's helped me a couple of situations where I was with people who were very frantic about things that were, they were like, Oh my God, I got to do this now. And I got to do that now. And I, and I just sort of took a breath and I said, well, okay, you need to do this. Does it have to happen right at this moment? Or could we do it say in a few hours? Oh, and they kind of snap out of it. It's like, oh, I, I can do that in a few hours. Mm -hmm. I know I did that with my husband one night. It's like he was trying to get the sink, the, the piping to our, or the drainage to our sink fixed. And I'm like, going, honey, we can do this tomorrow. No, we can't. Oh. <laughs> 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 it, it, it took the foot off the gas pedal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, but he, he, your husband strikes me as being a "I'm going to do it right now" kind of guy. Yes, he he he's very much of a um, <clears throat> he, he's he his father was in the military. He was in the military. It's about doing. It's about getting it done and finishing what you start and just doing it right. Everything has to be done right. You know, it's like well. That's not the real world. <laughs> if I could borrow just a little bit of that over here, that would be great. <laughs> just a little bit of that. <laughs> Kevin's looking psychedelic. <laughs> I know. This is. I'm going back to the '60s. This is, but we got to go back to the '60s to deal with what's now happening now. You know, it's like we we have to say okay. And now we got here. Well, I think I went back to the 40s last week, actually. <laughs> yeah. You were. Probably 1944. Somewhere around there. And what, yeah. was, <laughs> what was trippy is, so like I said, my sleep sometimes gets a bit disturbed when all this integration is going on. And this morning, I had this really weird dream that I was in a war. I wasn't a nurse anymore in the Navy, but I was in a war and I was in this kind of like tank like vehicle that was shooting, not the usual projectile out the um, turret, but they were um, 
what you call them. They were like a landmine, but they weren't a landmine. And they just looked sort of big and they didn't look like a projectile. Anyway, they would like go out the turret, bounce off a wall, and then on the on the second bounce, they would explode. But it was weird because when they first hit whatever they were being aimed at, they wouldn't explode. It was on the second impact, they would explode. But I'm like dreaming about this war stuff and it's not even real war stuff, I don't think. Uh, just really weird. <laughs> you were in another dimension. Really? In another war. Mm -hmm. Oh, because thank you for that. Because I oftentimes feel like I'm not in this dimension. Yeah, no, you were in a different dimension in a different world. And it's a dimension that's a little bit ahead of time from us. Huh. And so you were in a different timeline. Wow. I'm hopping timelines, Kevin. Wow, I have no idea. Uh, at least it'll keep, it'll keep you in shape that way. That's the dimensional, the, the, men, the it, it's, it's what we're going through. I went, I went through this dimension shift last spring, early spring, where I would make a decision in this lifetime that my physical body was in, in this lifetime. And it would affect my other dimensions that I'd be in. And I would see that ripple effect. And so when I'd make a decision, I'm like going, sorry, guys. Ah, sorry. <laughs> well, see, that's where you are so cool that you can see these things happening and have an understanding of it where I'm just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, I, you know, that's what I love about being who I am. Is that I know for you, Sue, that there's sometimes where you just say, Natasha, I need a session <laughs> because I need to I need to hear a, a perspective on this mm -hmm. that I'm not seeing. And and we sit down and we have a conversation and you walk away kind of going, OK, you know, <laughs> push the upgrade button to knowing differently. You know, it's it's been nice to be able to to do that for people, because it's like if somebody really talked with me, they would really it's like. I have a road that, that is very odd <laughs> to, for somebody who's living in a 3D world. And, and so I try, to, I try to be, that's I think why the universe keeps me in school to keep me grounded in at least a little bit in that world so that I don't tend necessarily go too much in the, in the, into the other world <laughs> where unicorns and, and Bigfoot and, you know, and aliens are real. You know, it's, <laughs> well, it's one of those say, things. your perspective, your, it's like one of the biggest gifts to me is the fact that you have this ability to see things that most of us don't see, or I know I don't see, or at least not easily. And so you're, you know, sitting down with you and just saying, Hey, can you help me out with this? Cause like, I don't get it or I'm struggling and you can say, well, I see this and this and this and this and this and this and, and like, Oh yeah, you're going to be fine or whatever. Just having the clarity and the um, just emotional support and all of that is such a gift. And I thank you for that so much. <laughs> you're more than welcome, sweetie. I, I, I'm so grateful that, that I can be. I'm just so grateful I can be. So thank you. You're welcome. Well, I think it's time for cards. What do you think, Kevin? You must be psychic. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I got you the other day with your food being delivered too, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. So 
It, it it happens, but she got she got me that time because I was gonna say, "Hey, how about cards, baby?" <laughs> what happened the other day? Oh, oh. I, we were just talking, and, and I said, "Well, you know, I got it." And she said, "I know you got food coming." And I, because of COVID, I don't go to the grocery store anymore. It's ah. what I do is I magically pick a spot on the carpet, and that's where the groceries are going to end up. <laughs> and then I open the door, turn around, and they show up. It's amazing. Of course, there's wow. this Amazon guy standing there and then dropping the. So, no, I, I've been shopping through Amazon. So, it works out really well for nice. me. Good, good, good. Okay. So, which cards? The fairy deck, the angel deck, or the um, wisdom of the Avalon? Wisdom of the Avalon. I don't know that deck. Oh, I've done it with you. Oh, okay. I guess I think I own the other two decks. So. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, Claudette Baron Reed. So, ah, or are the animals talking to you? Can you say the names one more time, real quick? So it's either the fairy, the angel, the wisdom of the oracle, or the animal. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy! Sorry, I'm going back and forth between um, angel and or wisdom of the oracle. We'll do both. Yay! <laughs> it's not. A, it sometimes it's not an. It's not a or. It's an and. So know? is that how you is that how you get out of problems? Is like rather than make a decision. Well, okay, we'll just do both. You know, sometimes both of them speak, and that's where sometimes I've done this in fairs too, where I have two or three decks that want to speak to the people, and I just pull all through off of all three. And each one says so many cards. And so it's just something that I do. So now how many cards are you going to pick? Uh, Angel wants three. And Kevin wants four. Who are you going to pick? <laughs> Never mind. I'm just kidding. No, actually, actually the Oracle wanted just... four. Oh, okay. I was just joking. So. No, actually, the Oracle wanted to be four. I was just I was just checking in when you were saying four, so it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I love synchronicity. Isn't that amazing how when you need something, like there's a song that comes on the radio or someone is saying something in a group in a, in a, where you're at or you're having a conversation with someone, you know, on the phone and something just gets said what you need to hear or somebody needs you you walk by someone and they're having a conversation that was actually your situation and you're going oh i like that perspective and you know it's just amazing how the universe right now is just laying everything on to have the synchronicity and i'm just feeling blessed i'm really feeling best even through the negative things that are happening i'm feeling blessed because there's always something that is helping something get better you know mm -hmm. and i'm hoping you felt that as you were walking through the last couple of days sue so i know I'm hoping that things were doing better. I was having a conversation with my son the other day, and he said that things were going pretty um, – there was people having – his managers were having a hard time, which meant that he was having a hard time. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, and it just seems like people are having a hard time communicating lately. And, and I'm just asking that maybe we can just have grace for who we're around when we're communicating, you know, because everybody's having a moment. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's why you came out. Ha ha ha. Okay, so the first one that came out is Daniel. And he's the angel of relationships. 
So I'm the angel of marriage and assisting you right now. So when we think about it, life is like a marriage. You know, we are married to our job sometimes. We're, we have a relationship with our coworkers. So there's a marriage metaphorically there. You know, we have sometimes a marriage or a relationship with our friends that is like a marriage. You know, we have to interact with each other. We're call upon Daniel. He is a gift of an angel. I can tell you through the years of my, oh, in, in March 23rd, it will be 30 years. He has actually helped save my marriage. So call upon Daniel. He will help you with your relationships. He will help you walk through things. He, he just has this <sighs> to him that just, it, it's just amazing. Because right now, Oceana says that it's time to take action. You're in touch with your truth, and this is a situation, and you need to trust your gut and lovingly assert yourself. So trust, when you get that inkling to move forward, even if your relationships are going to be a little bit uneasy, trust your gut. Your mind and your heart are going to get in the way. Your heart's been hurt and your mind is going to play games. But your gut, if you get your gut telling you to do something, go for it. Because if anything, a little bit of it is going to be the greater good for you. And, and things will move past that moment too. So if we get the, the, that, oh, I got to make that, take that email that there's, there's a job that, that I'm calling for. And you get that like gut feeling you should do it. Well, you never know when you apply for that job, maybe you won't get that job, but you may get another job that might be better for you in that same company. So trust the action that you're being called upon. And remember, it's time that for doing something physical or mental, take some physical action. So this card is yoga, exercise are essential to your um, well-being, peace, and mental mind, uh, and spiritual growth right now. So remember, it's time to be physical. So for me, like today, it was beautiful outside, and the sun was out. And so I did something physical. I went out and stood in the sun just for a little bit, but I had things to do inside the house, but I went out and did something physical. I did something in the sun and, and, and just for a moment, even just standing there, just absorbing what the energies were of the now helped me move through what's going through. Cause there's some new energies that are going to be coming through soon. And, and a lot of what we've been going through with the Mercury and retrograde with our integrities, our communication and that kind of thing that it's going to help us for our future and what we're going to be walking into. A lot of us are going to be getting new jobs coming up soon, and we need to be ready to move forward. And so I'm I'm praying that everybody can do this with grace and ease for themselves. But they don't want a new job. I'm happy with the one I got. Thank you. <laughs> Not every, but your job is changing and moving new into the new, isn't it, my dear? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 Every darn day, it's it's while you're shuffling the cards. I just tell you real quick that I got a request from a the manager of a singer songwriter from Sweden. She's really she's really talented, so she's going to be coming on the show on the tenth. Just let it share wow. at se at seven a.m. Cool. because it's five p.m. their time, 
Guess who's got to get up at six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> oh well. Cool. Just change one of those three other times that you wake up <laughs> to that time. Now there's a good idea. <laughs> I sleep so soundly, you know. <laughs> Yet I know different. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you have as many fake body parts as I do, you have to move every now and again. So. Yes. Are you bionic? <laughs> I've had seven major surgeries. I've had both my hips replaced, my low back done, my stomach done, my uh, oh, oh, my shoulder done, my other elbow done. I, I'm yeah, I'm pretty much bionic. They well, wounded animals, what I am. So anyway, I cancel clear, delete that. You've been rebuilt. <laughs> we can rebuild him. We can rebuild him. <laughs> because Swan is about becoming our more beautiful selves, our more enlightened selves. It's about that transformation to the self thought negative, self thought ugly duckling, self thought. Um, uh, just, you know, failure, when failures were just a, like I'm going to put in my newsletter about being a speed bump just for us to reevaluate. You know, it's like failures are never failures. So be the swan. Know that you're going to be beautiful. You are beautiful just the way you are. In the moment that you are. And so trust that process and be in that process of who you are because no matter where you're at, you only know what you know. And so trusting that you're going to do different later is part of that process of becoming the beautiful swan that you are. Because it's about being the bee. Being the bee of the community. <coughs> being the, the grace of knowing that we are all one in this moment of earth. That what I think can affect the people in Africa. I'm in Washington state up in the northern northwestern corner. And yet I can what I the energy that I put out can affect the people down in Africa. We can do the work, but it's about being with the community and understanding that we do have the respect and honor that our energy does affect others. <coughs> the way we think, the better we can think, the better we'll be for the others cuz B is about luck. Uh, industriousness, sweet victory, hmm. spider, because we are ready. We are in the brink of go being able to create our own spider web. And I'm not going to hold up the, the card because <laughs> a lot of people have trouble with spider. So I'm going to respect that. But I have understanding that spider, when you think of the web, what are they willing to catch? Whenever you see a spider, think about how we can um, create new energy. What is the new web we're, we're creating? What is the new life we can create in that web? I know for us in the Northwest here, we have a little wonderful, I sit on the front porch or the back deck and, and we have these wonderful jumping spiders. And I love watching them because they'll come up onto the, I, I'm not a fearful of spiders. And, and so they'll come up next to me and they leap off. And it's the message for me, be ready to, to jump. Be ready to leap into this new knowing of what you are doing. Be ready to jump. 
And I know I can tell you, Kevin, that I had the jumping spider about a week before I met you. And when you and I met and got together, that's when this whole scenario of me being online and us creating this magic came forth. So be ready to, to what is the web? What do you want to catch in your web? What is the, what is the intention that you want to do with spider? Because if you look at the spider web, it's quite beautiful. It's quite miraculous on how it's, it's so precisely put. A spider knows what it's doing on one end that it's been on the other end. You know, they're the same. You know, it, it's, it's funny, though, because I did an experiment not long ago where they had a, a spider that had a pristine web. Spider left the web. They destroyed the web. Came back. He built it. It was as pristine. Spider left. They tore it down. Spider came back, rebuilt it. It wasn't quite as nice because the spider was learning. There's no point in building this thing really well because it's just going to get taken down anyway. So, and, and that's just continued to happen with the spider. So, so you have, uh, I, I've only lived here my whole life. I have, Sue, have you ever seen a, a, a jumping spider? Are you talking about the little tiny ones? Yeah, they're about, they're about as big as my thumb. You know, they're, they're not so. very big. Yeah. yeah, they, they hop and jump around. Those ones I don't mind. Ah! They'd scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, but I talk to flies, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> because frog is going to sing their magic. Frog is singing their magic in the spring, and they are going to sing wonderfulness because they're calling in our partners, they're calling in our team, they're calling in our community to be our greater selves. Um, frog is about um, cleansing, ha cleaning house. Um, releasing emotional baggage. So ca calling in and cleaning. Now you know how healthy your, your environment is by how healthy your frogs are. And so look about how you are healthy. How is your environment healthy? Like for me, like my husband's starting to get his spring allergies. So I know I need it's time for me to vacuum underneath our bed, hmm. you know, so that he can sleep better. So what is our environment like? so that we can call in our community, our healthier selves. So with that, we know, going back over, that Daniel's here to help us with our relationship, that it's time to take action, but remember to be physical because we're beautiful. We're emerging to our beautiful selves to be with our community so we can gain a new perspective to change our environment. You know what I got that was the biggest thing out of all of that? What? The love that you have for your husband because you vacuumed underneath the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was only married for 24 years. My wife never did that, not once, in our entire married life. So, you know, you have respect for your husband. You take care of him. And bless you, girl. That's the way to be. Well, he takes care of me, and and he's learning more my language to take care of me as he's become sober. You know, it took a little while, but he's getting there, and I'm so grateful for us. So grateful for us. It's a journey for him, and that's a, it's, it's a good journey to be on. Isn't that the story of life? <laughs> it's a journey, and we punish ourselves for what we did back then when, when actually we didn't know what we knew when we were younger. 
I would like you. I would like you to do me. Anyone, anybody that's listening, I'd like you to do me a favor. I'd like you to think about what you did in the past and then punish yourself because you're going to be punishing yourself for the rest of your life because of what you did in the past that you have absolutely no control over. Exactly. Only punish yourself over stuff that you've got control over. And that's all you've got is today. (laughs) Yeah. We really don't have control over anything. And so why punish ourselves for anything that's going on? Yes, learning lessons. Now it's learning about, yes, learning lessons. You know, if we speak wrong to somebody, then we need to learn to do different. Right. Yet sometimes when we're speaking wrong to somebody, it's our parents that are speaking, not us. And so we need to kind of look and see who's really speaking, who's really doing the work. And that's where we need to do better. But sometimes learning those lessons makes it not as wrong because now we're going to do better. I'm hoping. I pray. I'm asking for healing on this. <laughs> well, and all I got to tell you is that when I'm when my mom is speaking through me, it's that high voice that I can't stand. <laughs> I get that. I get yeah. that understanding. I know. No. <laughs> so, uh, well, so thank you very much for being here with us, and I'm grateful that you that that we've been able to do the healing work together that we have, and that you've come to this enlightened self that you are you've you've really done a lot of work sweetie you should pat yourself on the back and give yourself a hug because you've come quite far thank you so much and thank you for having me again it's been wonderful it's great to see you smile and you know what's (laughs) interesting about that is there are people i would love to have uh, some of the, your other friends, like Veronica and stuff, because this show, after an hour, we can change people from a frown to I don't know what I'm doing to happiness and be at least smiling. That's all you can ask, and we thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and ladies, either of you got anything to add before we go? I'll let you go first, too. Um, no, I was just thinking back to the whole thing of the less – we judge ourselves the sort of just the overall better we are in life and we want to be better and we want to treat people around us better. And um, it's really, it's an amazing thing. So, yeah. Natasha. That this is the day that I would love to invite you to look in the mirror and say, I love you to the one looking back. Because a lot of times we don't hear that from the loved ones around us, nor do we hear that from life. And I know life has really been beating up a lot of people lately, or the people of this world have been beating up other people and emotionally, physically, spiritually, and verbally. And, and I just want you to know that you're doing the best job you can do and just be who you are because your individuality will help someone be who they are to be. And love yourself through that process because life isn't going to be, you know, peaches and cream. Luckily, we can make ourselves peaches and cream and and have a little bit of joy. But yet, it's not always going to be peaches and cream unless we choose to make it ourselves and do the work ourselves. So just know that you're going to be perfectly imperfect through life. You're going to have these moments where life is going to say, really? (laughs) You think that? And just kind of say, whew. What is this here to teach me? 
because I can tell you that the more that we can go into, oh, I can see that perspective a little bit. I may not agree with it, that sometimes we can kind of go, okay, I can understand life a little bit better, which does help us move through life a little differently. And I like peaches and cream. You like peaches? Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.